Lesson number five of Elements of Conchology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Elements of Conchology by William Ruschenberger. Lesson five. Class of Mollusca, Acephala, or Lamellibranchiata. Organization, classification. Family of Ostracea. Classification Oysters. Griffea. Pectin, Lima, Malleus, Anomia, Spondylus, Herna, Etheria, Avicula, Pearls, Pearl Fishery, Pinna, Arca, Pectunculus, Trigonia, Family of Mytilacea, Mussels, Mytilus, Modiolus, Anodonta, Unio, Family of Camassia, Tridacna, Cama, Isocardia, Class of Mollusca Lamellibranchiata. All the mollusks we have heretofore considered have a distinct head. Those we have yet to mention are without this part, and their whole organization is of the simplest kind. The mouth is always concealed at the bottom of the mantle or between its folds. They have neither teeth nor eyes. The nervous system is very simple, and the organs of locomotion are very incomplete or lamellibranch. In animals which form the class of acephalous mollusks, called by Lamarck Mollusca conchifera, the mantle is very large and folded in two, so as to enclose the body, as the leaves of a book are enclosed by its covers. Sometimes, these two leaves are free at their inferior edge, sometimes united so as to constitute a tube. A shell, composed of two pieces called valves, covers this mantle entirely or in part, and at its superior part there is a hinge furnished with an elastic ligament, the play of which causes the valves to gape whenever the muscles, which extend from one wall to another, do not contract so as to keep them shut. The branchiae are in form of great leaves, transversely and regularly striated. They are always four in number and placed between the internal face of the mantle, or paleomembrane, and the body of the animal. The mouth is at one of the extremities of the body and has on each side of it two small triangular bodies which are formed by the extremities of lips and served as tentacula. The stomach, liver and other viscera are lodged between the mouth and anus and beneath the heart which is situate on the back and the lower part of the body is almost always prolonged into a fleshy mass called the foot which serves for motion and sometimes has at its base a bundle of horny threads called byssus by means of which the animal fixes itself to submarine bodies this class is divided into five great families which may be recognized by the following characters the family of astracia has the oyster for its type and is composed of a great number of mollusks that are entirely without a foot or having a very small one only and which for the most part live attached to submarine bodies either by their shell or by their byssus the mantle is open behind as well as in front and its two lobes are nowhere united to form particular openings as we have remarked in all other acephala this group is divided into two tribes according as there is a single muscle going from one wall to the other or two of these organs one placed near the anus and the other in front of the mouth an arrangement which exists in nearly all other acephala the first tribe in which there is but one muscle is called monomyaria and the second dimyaria to the first of these divisions belong the oysters austria 
the shell of these mollusks is irregular laminated and composed of two unequal valves united by a short ligament lodged at either extremity in a pit in the hinges without teeth or projecting laminae the structure of the animal itself is very simple its mantle the lobes of which are united above near the hinge has a double fringed border there is no appearance of foot the adductor muscle of the valves commonly called the heart is situate near the centre of the body and the heart instead of being placed as usual on the back is found between these muscle and the mass of the viscera where it is readily distinguished by the brown colour of its auricle the mouth is concealed under a sort of hood formed by the union of the upper portion of the two lobes of the mantle the tentacles which surround this opening closely resemble the branchiae which are large and cover the whole abdomen and the anus is seen above the muscle all these mollusks have an ovary and produce eggs which at the time of laying are extremely small and suspended in a whitish liquid the appearance of which is analogous to that of minute drops of tallow this spawn floats on the water and soon adheres to neighboring shells or some other submarine body and the young oysters are always adherent either to each other or to an adult oyster or to the rocks on which they live but in the first case they generally detach themselves as they advance in age and form extensive masses which are called beds or banks their growth is very rapid we are assured that at the end of three months after being spawned they are of the size of a quarter of a dollar and at the end of the first year they are about two inches in diameter and in three years they attain to about three inches in length nothing is precisely known of the duration of their existence many species of oysters are described the most interesting and most extensively diffused is the austria edulis the edible oyster it affords us a wholesome and agreeable article of diet and its consumption has been immense since the remotest antiquity these mollusks are ordinarily found in great numbers together forming beds of considerable extent situate near sea coasts in bays or estuaries or in localities where the sea is not very deep they are objects of active pursuit and are caught by means of a kind of rake with a net attached called a drag or dredge which is drawn over the oyster bed or where the water is shallow they are taken up by long tongs of suitable formation in france after being caught they are not immediately consumed but are placed planted out in particular basins where they are kept for a time and where they fatten and acquire a more delicate flavour the largest are usually taken from the shell and pickled but the others are eaten without preparation and are esteemed by many only while alive in fact their preservation for any length of time is prevented by the habit these animals have of closing the shells as soon as they are taken out of the water when dead their shells remain open european oysters possess a much more decided flavour a stronger taste than those of the united states americans on first eating oysters in london or paris commonly complain of their strong coppery taste and it is not until after several trials they learn to prefer them to our own the locality of oyster beds exercises a great influence over the taste of the oyster within the tropics they are rarely found good and they are almost unknown in the pacific ocean oysters taken near the entrance of the chesapeake and delaware bays have a high reputation and are consumed in great quantities norfolk oysters are proverbially excellent the markets of paris and the north of france are chiefly supplied from the bay of cancale from which the boats of hull near cancale and granville carry away more than eighty millions of these mollusks every year 
the major part of which are sent to Crusales and other parts of Normandy, where they are considered establishments for the parkage, planting out, of oysters, whence they are sent post to Paris. About the beginning of the summer, these mollusks cast their spawn. At this season, it is customary not to eat them, and it is generally believed they are then unwholesome, but this opinion does not appear to be well-founded. We give the name of Gryphia to shells, which for the most part are fossil and which are very analogous to oysters, but the convex valve is more projecting at the apex or beak, and at that point bends into a hook. They are found in very ancient formations. There is but one living species known. The scallops, pecten, also called a pilgrim's shell from being worn as an ornament by pilgrims, resemble the oysters in the disposition of the hinge, and may be easily recognized by their inequivalve semicircular shell almost always marked by ribs radiating from the apex of each valve towards their margin and having on each side of the hinge an angular enlargement called the ear in some species of pectin there is the abyssus but most of these mollusks are not adherent and can even swim with considerable rapidity by suddenly closing their valves the mouth is furnished with many branch tentacula which take the place of labial lamellae and between the branchiae there is a small oval foot. St. James' pectin is found on the coast of France. The species of this genus are very numerous and are very generally diffused. The following genera are also placed among the oysters. Limand pedum, the shells of which are oval or oblong and somewhat resembling the shell of the scallop in their general form. The hammer oysters, malleus, which have a notch near the hinge for the passage of a babysis the shell is irregular and the ears are prolonged making its shape slightly resemble a hammer the anomie in which the interior valve is deeply notched alongside of the ligament permitting the central part of the muscle to pass through it to be inserted into a plate sometimes horny sometimes stony by aid of which the animal attaches itself spondylus in which the shell is foliated or even spiny and on each valve at the hinge there are two teeth which are perceived into pits in the opposite valve perna in which the hinge is composed of several ligaments inserted into particular pits besides a great many other shells either recent or fossil among the ostracea provided into two distinct muscles and the shells consequently marked on the internal surface of each valve by two irregular surfaces muscular depressions corresponding with the insertion of these organs we will mention etheria avicula pinna arca and trigonia the etheria are very analogous to oysters their shell is large inequivalve very irregular without teeth at the hinge and provided with a ligament which is partly internal and partly external they are very rare shells and have been overlooked by travellers from being attached to rocks at considerable depths they inhabit the east indian seas the aviculae are mistake the aviculae are recognized by their inequivalve shell with a rectilinear hinge furnished with a narrow ligament and frequently elongated into wings at its two extremities the body of these mollusks is very small and prolonged into a vermiform and conical foot and furnished with a byssus for the passage of which there is a notch in the side of the shell the anterior adductor muscle is extremely small and the labial appendages are very large these mollusks have been divided perhaps without sufficient reason into two genera avicula and meliagrina 
according as the shell is with or without the wing like prolongations and the hinges armed with a tooth or unprovided with a similar protuberance the shell of the latter is nearly equivalve and the passage of the byssus produces in each valve a notch the meliagrinae are more scaly externally than the aviculae their nacre is sometimes very thick and very brilliant and the extravasation of the liquid destined for the periodical augmentation of the interior of the shell frequently gives rise to isolated deposits of this beautiful nacre forming pearls the shell of the pearl oyster is nearly semicircular scaly and greenish brown externally it grows to considerable size and is to be found on the coast of ceylon in the persian gulf the gulf of mexico and in many other localities where it occurs in extensive beds attached by its visits to submarine rocks it is the object of an active fishery pearls as stated above are bodies of the same nature as the brilliant nacre lining the shell they are composed of concentric layers of nacre very closely applied one over the other like the coats of an onion and are produced whenever this matter instead of being spread out in thin layers over those already deposited constitutes small isolated masses like little drops or adhering to the shell by a mere pedicle their formation depends upon a kind of disease or at least upon an animalous activity of the secretary process which gives rise to nacre hence every circumstance that stimulates its secretion such as the presence of a grain of sand or other foreign body betwixt the shell and the mantle of the animal tends to bring about this formation pearl oysters are not only the mollusks that produce pearls all shells that are internally nacreous may contain them Patelli, haliotides and our common mussels sometimes contain them and it is not uncommon to find them in a sort of large mussel unio which inhabits the great rivers of northern europe and the united states but meliagrinae furnish the greatest quantity and yield the most beautiful pearls the chief pearl fisheries are in the gulf of manar on the coast of ceylon in the persian gulf the gulf of panama and on the coast of california but there are banks of meliagrinae pearl oysters in many other localities such as the coasts of japan kumana etc to obtain these precious mollusks men accustomed to the exercise dive to the bottom of the sea and collect them at depths from twenty to fifty feet to accelerate his descent the diver seizes a stone weighing from fifteen to twenty five pounds with his toes and on reaching the bottom he abandons the diving stone which is drawn up by his attendants in the boat to be prepared to take him down again clings to the ground and begins to fill a net which he carries down with him for the purpose when from the necessity of breathing or fear of sharks he wishes to ascend he checks the cord of the net which is instantly felt by the attendants who commence pulling up as fast as they are able the diver remains with the net until it is so far clear of the bottom as to be no danger of upsetting and then commences hauling himself up by the cord hand over hand which his attendants are likewise pulling when by these measures his body has acquired an impetus upwards he forsakes the cord and rapidly ascends to the surface swims to his diving stone and by the time the contents of his net have been emptied into the boat he is ready to go down again one diver will take up in a day from one to four thousand oysters the diver seldom exceeds a minute under water the more common time is from fifty-three to fifty-seven seconds in order that the banks may not be devastated they are under regulation and it is supposed that seven years are required for the oysters to attain the full size at ceylon the fishing season lasts from the middle of february to the end of march 
during this period the shores of aripo are enlivened by crowds of people from all parts of the country divers boat owners speculators and the curious assemble to behold pale glistening pearls and rainbow-colored shells while a lapidary attends with his wooden stand and bow to drill the pearls and fit them to be strung so soon as they are got out of the oyster which according to all accounts is a tedious and rather disgusting operation the oysters are put into pens and they are left until the animal matter becomes softened by putrefaction when it is subjected to frequent washings and the pearls shine forth emblems of purity in the loathsome mass some are of a bluish some of a yellowish and some of a whitish lustre each class finds a ready market among its admirers in the east the bluish and yellowish varieties are most prized but in the eyes of the christian fair the pure white shines the brightest ruschenberger's voyage round the world the annual revenue from the pearl fishery of ceylon is estimated at about eighty thousand dollars the pinay have two equal walls in the form of a half-open fan gaping and united by a ligament along one of their sides a very large species is found in the mediterranean which lives half buried in the sand and anchored by its byssus the filaments of which being very strong fine and brilliant as silk are employed by the inhabitants of some parts of calabria and sicily in the manufacture of precious stuff the archaea are distinguished from all their preceding by their equivalent shell the hinge which extends along the side of the walls is studded with a great many little teeth which fit into the intervals of those of the opposite side reciprocally in some the arca properly so called the hinge is rectilinear and the shell is longer in a direction parallel to this junction in others named pectunculus the hinge is curved and the shell is lenticular in form the first are met with near the shore in rocky situations and are ordinarily covered by a hairy epidermis the latter live in the mud finally the trigoniae most of the species of which are fossil are remarkable for their peculiar hinge the right wall is furnished with two projecting plates crenulate on each face and entering between four plates of the left opposite wall like weiss crenulated upon their internal face only there is but one living species known trigonia pectinata which inhabits the seas of new holland externally it has the aspect of pectin without ears in the family of mytilacea the mantle is widely open in the front as in the ostracea but there is a particular opening for the escape of excrement this orifice however is not prolonged into a tube as in the families that follow and there is no special aperture for the passage of water for the purpose of respiration there is always a distinct foot and the walls are approximated by the action of two adductor muscles the mytilaceae resemble each other sufficiently to be commonly known under the single name of muscles but they require nevertheless to be separated into several genera the most important of which are muscles properly so called mytilus anodonta and unio muscles properly so called mytilus abound on the rocks of the coast of france mussels properly so called mytilus abound on the rocks of the coast of france and of other countries where they live fixed by their byssus and generally closely united to each other their shell is shut and its walls triangular in form are equal arched and united by a narrow ligament on the side of their acute angle the mouth of the animal is situate near the summit of the shell the opposite extremity of which gives passage to the byssus the anus also is placed near the hinge 
and opposite to this orifice there is a particular opening or small tube formed by the mantle towards the round angle of the shell where the water necessary for respiration passes the edge of the mantle is fringed and the foot is slender cylindrical and furnished behind with a silky byssus mussels are generally eaten as food but they sometimes occasion a kind of poisoning accompanied by very violent symptoms occasionally followed by death the anodonte live in fresh waters and are recognized by their thin shell moderately inflated oval close and without teeth in the hinge they want the byssus and are provided with a very large foot compressed and almost quadrangular in form by means of which they crawl on the sand or mud a great many species are found in the great rivers of the united states the unionists closely resemble the anodonte but have a more complicated hinge the right wall having a pit facet into which a tooth of the left wall penetrates presenting behind a long lamina which in its turn is received between two laminae of the opposite side these mollusks also inhabit fresh waters but prefer those which are running a very great number of species are found in our western waters for the description of most of which we are indebted to the labours of mr i lee of philadelphia we also place in the same group certain marine mollusks which resemble the unios in their organization and the general disposition of the hinge but in which the beaks summits of the shell are more arched and from which projecting ribs radiate towards the circumference such are the genus cardita the form of which is more or less oblong or cardiform heart-shaped the cypricardia in which the tooth beneath the summit of the shell is divided into two or three the coraliophaga in which the shell is thin and the lateral plate much effaced etc in the family of chemasia the mantle is closed and perforated by three openings only through the anterior one passes the foot the next gives passage to the water necessary for respiration and the third is for the expulsion of effet matters as we have already stated the last two openings are not prolonged into tubes as in the next two families and the hinge is very analogous to that of the unios for the left valve has a tooth near the summit and further back a projecting plate which are received into fossae bits in the opposite valve this family is divided into trudacna chama isocardia etc the trudacne have an equivalve shell which is elongated and gaping in the front or its edges are dentate their internal organization is remarkable in several particulars the valves have only a single adductor muscle the mantle is widely open in the front to give passage to the byssus and a little beneath the anterior angle presents another opening by which water is conveyed to the branchiae the third opening which corresponds to the anus is situate near the middle of the inferior border to this genus belongs an enormous shell of the indian ocean known under the vulgar name of the holy water pot it adheres to the rocks by its byssus which is so large sometimes that an axe is required to cut it and the shell itself occasionally weighs over three hundred pounds the camma have an irregular equivalve shell which is usually lamellar and rough they live attached to rocks corals etc like oysters and they have a small foot bent like that of man the isocardiae on the contrary have a free regular convex shell with spirally curved summits divided anteriorly a large smooth red species the camacor inhabits the mediterranean End of lesson.